Next up, Rick and Rick reveal the most anticipated movies of 2019. That's right. We're counting down the upcoming movies. We can't wait to see the most. Will they include Avengers Endgame or Men in Black International? X-Men Dark Phoenix or Kingsman 3? Star Wars Episode 9 or Untitled Terminator Project? What the hell? <laughs> and it all starts right here, right now. On the one show where everybody's name is Rick. And everybody rules the world. Thank you for joining us. I'm Rick Matheson, and here with me, as always, is Rick Wooten. And in this episode, we're going to be counting down each of our most anticipated movies of 2019. We look at the this coming year. So Marvel's all over the place, and there are a couple of good DCs. That's the one thing I will say about my list is that pretty much all of them were superheroes, superhero sci-fi. One of my top three easily that I'm looking forward to seeing is Shazam, which is coming in April. It's uh, right. directed by David Sandberg. It looks like, you know, Zachary Levy from Chuck in a movie that looks like a cross between Big with Tom Hanks and, well, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Lovable doof and his even doofier sidekick save the world. So this actually looks fun to me. I used to love Shazam, the Captain Marvel character. And it is interesting that here we are in 2019 with two movies, a Marvel movie and a DC movie, both with Captain Marvel. Shazam's original character was Captain Marvel in 19-whatever, 40 when he came out, 41. And uh, he was given his powers by the wizard Shazam. So every time Billy Batson would say the word Shazam, he would become Captain Marvel, the world's mightiest mortal. And uh, this was created by Fawcett Comics. And for a time, it was outselling Superman. DC ended up suing Fawcett because they felt like it was infringement on the Superman character. It's very different, but, you know, superheroes dressed up tights with a cape fly through the air and have pretty much all the same powers. I, I don't remember what happened there, but at some point along the way, DC got the rights to the character with that old uh, Saturday morning live action show. I don't know if you remember that, but uh, there was a... I do. I used to love that. So dumb. It's like, why was he driving around in a Winnebago with a creepy old man? I, I have no <laughs> idea what the hell was going on in that. I'm thinking Child Services was going to come out and, uh, you know, pick them up in the, the Winnebago. But I guess in late 2000s, they decided, or there was some kerfuffle with Marvel over Captain Marvel, and DC decided that they will not use Captain Marvel, that that will go to Marvel, and they will call the character Shazam, which has always presented a problem for me because he can't tell anyone his name. Because if they ask, what's your name? He's going to say Shazam and then turn back into Billy Batson and give up his secret identity. So I don't know how they worked that out. How about you? What's one of the weird ones on your list? Well, so, so here's one for you. So look, you know, much like, you know, maybe Shazam might be a little bit campy, might be a little bit silly. I definitely, I just discovered that this movie is being released this next year. Uh, and it is as campy as can be. And it is Zombieland Double Tap. So it's the second uh, installment of Zombieland. Have, have you seen the first? Uh, yes, I was so oh my glad God. I saw that. Like, wait a wait. 10 years for the sequel. I hope it's as good as the first. <laughs> yeah, you know, I read a little piece on this and they were talking about how just basically uh, timing wasn't working out in the past. You know, the actors were busy or, uh, you know, the director was busy or the studio was like focused their money on other things. And so it just so happened that all of the stars aligned and it was the right time to make this. You know, the actors are available, the studio is ready to do it. And so uh, supposedly by the end of the year, we should have Zombieland 2 called Double Tap. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Just from what you've told me before, this year has to be like teenage Rick Wooten's like dream year of movies when you see oh, yeah. X-Men Dark Phoenix, the new yep. Wooten's, 
in all these big Marvel properties. And of course, Avengers Endgame, that's probably the one I'm most excited about. Well, then add to that, you've also got Spider-Man Far From Home, yeah. and you've got uh, a new Men in Black, actually. So yes. they've they're they're stacking the deck. There's a whole bunch of really good, you know, my childhood uh, movies coming out right now. But you've got all these movies and Untitled Terminator. That's right. Well, when they give a title, I'll decide if I'm interested in that one or not. Another movie that I'm super excited about is there's a movie version of Downton Abbey. Just kidding. Uh, they're really, they're <laughs> not interested in that. Uh, this Men in Black International. One of your top sci-fi movies in our countdown was Men in Black. And yeah. so I'm curious what you think about this one. It's got Tessa Thompson from Westworld and Chris Helmsworth, Mighty Thor, and Liam Neeson. It doesn't seem like a cast you would imagine for this. Uh, but Chris comes with is proving himself to be pretty comedic. So yeah. hopefully it'll be good. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm definitely interested in this one as well. I think that, uh, is it Tessa? I think I think the storyline of her you know, basically not forgetting and then trying to track them down. And yeah, I, I just think it makes it an interesting uh, point of view. Uh, I remember when The Last Men in Black came out. What was it? Three? I think it was three. Um, I was kind of worried. I, I was like, I'm not sure if this is going to have legs anymore. And actually, I had a lot of fun. I mean, again, it wasn't as good as the original, but, you know, it had a different take. So I think, you know, adding some new uh, actors and actresses and, you know, changing up the characters, I think will make it interesting. So uh, I have hope for this one. I, I think this one might be kind of fun. I do think that Chris Helmsworth needs to be careful because he is playing kind of the the clunky, you know, thick-headed guy in this as well, kind of like he is Thor in the Marvel movies yeah. now. So he probably needs to be a little careful there, but it does look pretty fun. What happened to Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones? Did they, those characters die or, or they're just, this is a different group of the men in black? I don't know the answer to that, but I, I do wonder if uh, maybe they kind of price themselves out of the market. Well, you know, Will Smith was too busy <laughs> playing Genie in the live action Aladdin that's coming out this year. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> you seen there, There's a couple of movies coming out this year that I will tell you right now, I have no interest in seeing. Yeah. I love Will Smith. I mean, he is like a, a, an awesome actor. I have no interest in no. seeing him half naked blue yeah, and, it and it's just like half cgi blue he looks like a smurf yeah right it's like they're doing a live action smurf movie. i started getting a cold sweat when i saw that they were doing a sequel to frozen my, my daughter must never know of this. <laughs> I don't want to go to see that. Let it go. Let it go. Anyway, but uh, the the one movie I'm a little scared about this year, DC wise, is Joker, and it stars Joaquin Phoenix as Batman's arch enemy. And apparently, there's no special prosthetic on his face. It is literally just Joaquin Phoenix with a basic clown painted on his face. So it really just looks dumb. I'm sure it has a budget of about 50 cents, but I think that's what they were shooting for, is to really do a DC property like Joker dirt cheap and make it really dark and grim. If they are successful, I think we'll see a, a Batman done on the cheap, and I think that could be pretty cool. I was trying to, I was trying to think of um, all the different Jokers and you know how how elaborate the, the different prosthetics were, and I think some of the early ones weren't that much, right? No. Oh, Cesar Romero from the old Batman series was was better than what Joaquin Phoenix looks like in this new movie, uh, more sophisticated, but he was just paint. In fact, Cesar Romero had like a mustache 
through most of oh, that's those. right that's you know, right it was painted over well, so. yeah even uh, jack nicholson right when he played the joker uh i don't think he had a whole lot of prosthetic i think he had a little bit a little bit of scarring but you know the the acting is what really can carry these off so yeah. you know their ability to act crazy i'm looking at spider-man far from home here the little write-up on it and what's funny is jake gyllenhaal's in it and he is mysterio wasn't mysterio that big dome-headed thing exactly <laughs> I wonder, is it just exactly. the, the voice of Jake Gyllenhaal? Are there, are there photos <laughs> out of that? How do they do that? Yeah, I've seen I've seen him uh, both in and out of Globe. I, I, wanna, I don't want to call it mask <laughs> or makeup. Oh I've seen God. him in and out of Globe. And uh, and, and it looks like it, it, it works well. And, you know, the great thing about this particular character is that his powers are, there's not really powers, he's using gas, but is to mess with, uh, you know, people's minds, mess with, um, you know, their perception. And because Spider-Man, is so dependent on those things. He's a he's a good supervillain against Spider-Man. So you should be able to pull it off. And then didn't they have a couple other uh, supervillains in this one? Yeah, it has Michael Keaton, and he was with the Vulture in the last one, right? Right, that's right. But, well, I know there's been there's been a whole bunch that have been rumored. I I don't know who's been uh, confirmed yet, other than Mysterio. I, I think uh, Chameleon was rumored, and then I heard uh, that they may be pulling in like a Sandman kind of character character or like some, somebody who control the earth and so it, it'll be interesting i think i think there's a couple more supervillains to be announced that that haven't been shown yet cool this uh terminator project it says it's going to come out in eight months and they haven't even titled it yet i don't know if they're filming or what it's not james cameron directing unfortunately but it does have arnold schwarzenegger and linda hamilton and apparently it is going to be a direct sequel from Terminator 2. So they're pretending the other movies that were subsequently made did not happen. I don't know, it could be good. It's directed by Tim Miller, who directed Deadpool. So we'll see. Hey, have you seen the um, the trailer yet for Pet Cemetery? No. So I, I think we talked about this before. I'm a huge, huge fan of Stephen King. I think, you know, up through graduating high school and even into college, I'd read every book that he had, uh, he had penned, including, you know, under pseudonyms. Um, however, uh, if you remember back, you know, many years ago, there was a Pet Cemetery movie and it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. But it wasn't great. And so apparently they've decided to do a remake. And so this year, I, I think it's uh, March or April, uh, we'll be seeing a, a remake of the Pet Cemetery movie. And uh, from the trailers I've seen, it looks downright frightening. So it I should be a fun that. ride. So X-Men Dark Phoenix, that storyline would have been around the time you were reading the book, no? Or was it before absolutely. you? Absolutely. Okay. No, no, absolutely. I've I've got the comics. I still have the comics today. Okay. Yeah. So Dark Dark Phoenix is an interesting one, right? Because uh, Jean Grey, the the love of Cyclops, uh, ends up dying, and uh, you know I, I forget why exactly. You know the, the story on why she died. Uh, tried to save somebody, didn't work. You know that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, you know there was a cosmic force that took her over and brought her back as Dark Phoenix. And so um, you know she had all the different powers she'd absorbed, kind of in, baked into one, and they were supercharged. And uh, she came back without uh, you know a, a strong. Uh, sense of you know moral right and wrong and just kind of laid waste to anybody that got in her way. Uh, it was an absolutely fascinating story because uh, before that, you know, Marvel hadn't really gone, for, in my opinion, Marvel hadn't really gone that dark. And right. with Dark Phoenix, you know, she's going around, you know, killing everybody and laying waste. I mean, they they actually did go pretty dark with that, at least for the time. 
So you know the two the two uh, you know elephants in the room we haven't talked about are Captain Marvel and yeah. Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Uh, I have to say these are probably the two that I'm the most excited about this year. How about you? Yeah. Well, I don't know enough about Captain Marvel. I'm definitely looking forward to it, and I do want to see it. Uh, but it's more like, hey, it looks cool versus any kind of backstory that I'm super familiar with. But I can't wait to see that one. And then Endgame probably is my most anticipated movie of the year. I want to see how the hell they get out of wherever they went to when Hamburger Helper touched the last uh, <laughs> beat on the gauntlet or Grimace, whoever it was underneath. The Grimace, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, hey, what's your what's your prevailing theory right now? I'm not sure I have one. I liked what you said. You mentioned or read somewhere that when he snapped his fingers or wherever they went was in the soul stone. Yeah. I kind of liked that theory. It does make sense. I do think that Ant-Man is going to, I, we know now that he's going to be in the movie, but I have this feeling that there's something with the quantum realm or Janet Van Dyme, the original Wasp, that's going to have something to do with this. I did see that Hawkeye's back in this one. I made a joke during our last movie because I thought he was in that movie and just was so useless, <laughs> that, useless against Thanos. That, uh, he just was invisible, but he wasn't there, and I guess he's in this one. Yeah, that, it, I saw that he was in this one as well. I, I love that actor. I, I think yeah. he does a great job with that character. It is, you know, it is. Uh, he is definitely outclassed by most of the other folks in the movie. Uh, so it would be interesting to see how he plays into it. But one might argue the same thing with Ant-Man. You know, he, it's not like he, he has, you know, super duper powers or, you know, well, he could go giant. He could go much bigger than Thanos, perhaps, and and heavier, and just sit on him. Yeah, yeah. Well, remember, I mean, he he got up to seventy five feet, if I remember right, yeah, in the right. last movie. Um, yeah, one of the one of the theories I just read in the last couple of days uh, was that Doctor Strange actually traveled back in time, and that somehow him traveling back in time, he's able to change the course of history and prevent it from happening, or at least to put things in place so that somebody can come in and change uh, what the outcome was in the last movie, which I thought was an interesting one. Uh, I read another, another one that, you know, perhaps the, the, the trick to this is breaking of the soul stone, uh, which I thought it was pretty much fried at the end of the the last movie, but breaking the soul stone to release everybody from it. uh, And that maybe that's how, you know, some of these other characters, whether it's Ant-Man or what have you uh, play into it as they're able to go in and, you know, shrink down and break it or what have you. So, so definitely a lot of theories out there. You know, I'm thinking Doctor Strange better damn well have done something in time because I wanted to beat the crap out of him from the last movie for not. It's like, hello, you got a time stone. You can go change anything you want. You're stupid. <laughs> so I'm hoping that that he did indeed use that capability in some way to, to help save the day. That'd be pretty cool. But, you know, the, the other one is if he, if he did use the time. So, you know, there's, there's different theories of time. But, you know, one of the prevailing ones is that time is like a tree and you can when you change something you go down a different branch mm-hmm. right and so if he did go back and he did change something then perhaps you know the the next movie takes place on a different branch as opposed to the original one that started on i don't know it'd be kind of a cop-out in my opinion i i think they should well, resolve it another way I, yeah i hope they resolve it completely but don't discount that theory because that would be a great way to explain a reboot of all those characters with new actors since we now know that most of them are not going to be involved with this next phase so that's um, right so that might be a way I, i'm thinking at the end of this either time is rebooted in some way or it's an alternate reality that you know we see the the birth of the uh, the marvels again only with new actors for kind of a new generation um we have to go to a break in just a second but the movie that i just don't know what to think about yet 
is and the trailer looks great. It's just a great trailer is Godzilla. I'm not totally optimistic about it being any good, but the trailer looks great. And it's got Eleven from uh, Stranger Things in it. And I don't know, Kurt Ho, our guest for the uh, Comic-Con episode, was that was the movie he was so excited about. You know, I grew up watching Godzilla. I mean, at that point, there were reruns. And so, you know, I've got a soft spot for Godzilla, so I'll probably watch it. I can't say that it's in my top 10, though, that I'm the most excited about. Uh, I I think it's fun that they're doing another one i think it could be really good uh i was surprised at how much i liked the last one uh but we'll see we'll see this is this is a definitely a, an unknown for me as to whether or not i'm going to get really excited hey rick and rick nation don't forget to check out our website at rickandrick.com it's double the rick in just one click at rickandrick.com and we're back hello rick and rick nation it is time to play Loaded questions. Now, this is the part of our episode where we kind of test our knowledge of um, current events or recent events in marketing, media, technology, and pop culture. And Rick Wooten plays in studio, and y'all can play wherever you listen to Rick and Rick Rule the World. And uh, so we're going to get going here. Rick, are you ready to take? Loaded questions. I am. All right. Question one. On the heels of its super duper lame Eat Like Andy television commercial during the Sears Super Bowl, Burger King has launched a new spot that reunites its creepy king character with which of the following? A, Grimace and Mayor McCheese. (laughs) B, Sir Shake-A-Lot. C, Subservient Chicken, D, The Wizard of Fries, or E, Ally McBeal? Which of these has the king reunited with in a new Burger King commercial? You know, the only one I've seen recently with the king in it is the one where he's spilling all the marbles. And I don't remember. Uh, It's not Subservient Chicken. It's clearly not the McDonald's folks. Uh, Let's guess Ally McBeal. Let's go for Ally McBeal. (laughs) All right. No, unfortunately. You know, it's so weird when I was putting together this question. So the answer actually is C, subservient chicken. This was a character online probably, I don't know, 10 to 15 years ago where Burger King created this live video where you could tell a chicken what to do and it would do it. They got the idea from porn. This was in the (laughs) days when Crispin Border Bogusky was working on Burger King and, and subservient chicken was a really big hit at that time. The fast food restaurants were all targeting those young male super fans between like 18 to 24 who eat at these fast food restaurants, you know, three times a day or two times a day. So it was a big hit. But I don't know who would remember him because, you know, it was a certain group of super fans that now would be in their 40s and may not even recall that. And then most people never saw it in the first place. So it'll be interesting to see what, if anything, they do with subservient chicken. All right. Question number two. According to Gartner, 81% of marketers say that in 2019, they will be competing mostly, or maybe even completely, on the basis of A, price, B, brand, C, customer experience, D, digital services, E, algorithms, or F, ASMR. Which of these will marketers <laughs> be competing on uh, most well, completely? Well, for you, I'd like to say AS- ASMR, but I don't think that's it. No, uh, I, I think it. I think it's uh, customer experience or brand experience. I, I think you know more and more. You know, like the company I work for. Uh, you know, you've got folks that are really focused on that, and they realize that it's a big differentiator. So I'm, I'm going to go with customer experience. You are correct. Chris Pemberton of Gartner writes: customer experience or CX is the new marketing battlefield. 
More than two-thirds of marketers say their companies compete mostly on the basis of CX, according to the 2017 Gartner Customer Experience in Marketing Survey. And in two years' time, 81% say they expect to be competing mostly or completely on the basis of CX. So good job there. Question number three. According to Inc. Magazine, social video results in A, huge embarrassment, <laughs> B, 12 times the shares of text and images, C, 20 times the share of text and images, or D, a visit from Stifler's mom. Which of these <laughs> does social video result in? Hmm. So really it comes down to 12 or 20. I'm going to go with 20. I'm going to say that it's more. Ah, oh, dang it. No, it is 12. So according to Inc. Magazine, social video results in 12 times the shares of text and images in social posts. I thought that was pretty interesting. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. Let's have an awesome movie year at Cineplex in 2019. And as always, be sure to come back and listen to The One Show, where everybody's name is Rick and everybody rules the world. Thanks, everyone. 